welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. News of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, there is a tropical depression wreaking havoc in the southeast. The name is Claudette, and the Wall Street Journal's top story, or one of their top headlines is, Tropical Depression Claudette Sweeps South-Ass U.S., Killing at Least 10 in Alabama. Did you hear about this story, Binkley? I heard about it vaguely. I don't know the details. How about, how's the weather for you? How was your weather over the weekend? It wasn't as bad as they made it out to be. It was rainy on and off, but it wasn't that bad. Okay. This story is really horrible. It was so horrible, so amazingly horrible, that when they led by saying it was a climate change issue, I had to wonder if it was just, uh, you know, how the atrocity was being propagandized. And what it was, was there was, it's so, ten people died. A man and his young son were killed by, I believe, a tree that fell on their home. And I remember over the years of living in Atlanta, people would die from falling trees all the time. And I and it was a problem like it was annoying to us because there was a big, long drought. It, I guess that has an effect on the health of the tree. And there were really strict rules about the trees that you could cut down. So we were trying to cut down trees and the arborist, the city arborist couldn't come to tell us. And I was nervous about that because my kids would play in the driveway and I knew someone whose mom died when a tree fell on her car when she was stopped at a stoplight. This happened all the time. I had to take a tree off of one of my friend's cars last week. Oh, yeah. But you think somebody did that on purpose, right? But the one of the issues was what who can cut it and who can't cut it. And right. Exactly like you're saying, because we're responsible. Now, the other eight people, this is a horrible story. It is there was a van traveling from Gulf Shores, which was misspelled in the article, so it was hard to find. Gulf Shores to um, Montgomery. I don't know. It was back to, I guess, the place was called Tallapoosa, Alabama. And there, it was a car full of eight girls coming f- back to their residential home for neglected girls. It's called the, they called it the Tallapoosa, Alabama home, but it's actually called the Alabama Sheriff's Girls Ranch. And it was a weird story because all, all, uh, there's, it was a huge pileup, a fiery crash, all, everything went on fire. The driver of the car, the, who was the mother of two of those girls, was pulled out safely. And the only people to die in all this fiery crash was every single one of those girls in the back. Now, I don't know if they were all knocked out, if they had seatbelts, if they die. I really, it's unclear. And they won't release the names of most of them because they are, uh, except for the driver's, kids, I guess they are wards of the state, seems to me. That's what I was piecing together. So I looked into this place and it really looks incredibly beautiful. Like this Alabama Sheriff's Girls Ranch. It's really, really un- like amazingly beautiful. Is that like a foster home? I guess that's what it is. And they can go to the local school. And I tried to look at other places that are like that and to see if they really are so beautiful and all the Girls look like models or whatever. And I mean, there are places like that do exist. The, the, and really, it looks like that place does really great work. I really don't understand, you know, what happened here. Maybe it was just a pileup. It's annoying to me that they're attributing it to climate change. But the one thing, 
And it, uh, the one thing that, so I started looking into it because it was so insane. And I was totally there, like, this is legit and I feel bad and they're just exploiting it. And then this this line pops up in the article. A CNN producer witnessed the accident while driving home to Atlanta from Destin, Florida. Uh, it wasn't raining. It was wet and cars just began catching fire. That's what she said. They just began catching fire because That's of climate of, change is what the CNN producer. <laughs> that is ridiculous. But the fact that she so she was driving from her and her family, she and her family were driving from Destin to Atlanta, which is a straight shot without tolls up 85. Now, they could have gone 65, which is where they would have run into this accident. I don't know why they would have, but it might have been a traffic issue. I don't know. But I just I think it's weird. And I think it's even if the whole story is totally true and it's just heartbreaking. But if it's a, I mean, to to for the headline to be tropical depression, Claudette sweeps southeast killing 10 is misleading because you would think that they were getting blown over by a hurricane, whatever. And this is the Wall Street Journal. And I just feel like there are obviously anybody who still thinks that there's any mainstream. That's what I thought outlet. when I heard this. Yeah, story, of course. I, but it just caught fires. What? Well, they had there was a big pileup, they say, because of hydroplaning. They say because it had rained earlier. They say because of Claudette, like I'm sure it was raining because of Claudette. And I know hydroplaning happens, but this accident was so huge and like that all you know it was just it's just amazing and it reminds me of like 20 something immigrants were killed in one ford expedition out in california a couple of months ago i just see these massive car accidents as leading to something it's like airplane incidents i don't necessarily think that they're fabricated but i think that every story is amplified to push a uh, a narrative and for a yeah. long time i've thought that that narrative was strictly um driverless cars electric cars the infrastructure build up like this they they may start citing these massive accidents as a reason for the infra the, the type of infrastructure changes they want i just i remember there was a bus full of kids who died uh, like a year or two ago two years ago it's just there's a lot of that and they talk about the increasing rate and fatalities car accidents and stuff and i personally think it's pedestrians walking in the middle of the street because they're covenoid but it's just always always being pushed for whatever agenda and i just think it's really sick that they use these kind of stories for that it sounds like they're definitely going to use that to push the infrastructure changes probably also talk about smart roads which is something they have been testing in around atlanta that's that's what i think that they're going for and it is it's total surveillance total control all the time speaking of total surveillance and total control texas power companies are adjusting resident smart thermostats to higher temperatures without the resident knowing it. So some homeowners in Texas, they found their preset temperatures were increasing remotely by their power company. Here's why. The reason is because these these adjustments are being made as part of programs aimed at saving energy and reducing the strain on the power grid because you know all the power grid problems they were having in texas a few a few weeks a few months back so now we hear we see some results of that where the power companies are now taking control remotely of people's thermostats probably buried in some contract line deep in the the contract that they signed they probably never read it one example that a father gave he said his guy's name is brandon english he told a houston tv station that his wife and his kid lowered the thermostat before taking a nap and then 
they woke up sweating later and the temperature had been raised to 78 degrees. That, wow. That's really that's hot. That's too to hot. In your house. Yeah. yeah. So what they're Especially doing, in Texas where it's very humid. Well, it yeah, depends on where it was. This program that these companies are involved in is increasing the temperature of participating thermostats by up to four degrees. It sounds like that story was risen a little bit more to reduce the energy consumption and relieve the stress on the grid. So it sounds like they can use any excuse they want to mess with your thermostat. I, I don't know why they'd want to do that. I don't know if it's surveillance. I don't know what it is, but you have lost control of your thermostat in some cases in Texas. I've heard that is happening out here, too, in California. I mean, that's why I avoid. I just want an old house that doesn't have that. I want a car that doesn't have that kind of stuff. And as we saw in that SPARS document from 2017 on Johns Hopkins, that scenario thing, that chapter, I think might have been chapter 12 that said all your eggs in one basket. They were talking about a major, major power outage just when vaccines were rolling out so they could test out other avenues of propaganda. And I feel like they I, I've been noticing more and more. I believe that they really are. Maybe they are preparing for whatever EMF thing or cyber attack thing that they're yeah. going to lay down on us. And they really need to hone their propaganda for when people do start going off the grid voluntarily or by force. And that is all part of it. So it's going to yeah. it's a two pronged attack. Cyber that just dawned on cyber. me there because there was yeah. that business that got taken down by cyber hackers through someone hacking into their smart thermostat. Right, which was a theme of Mr. Robot from 2015. Yeah. That's literally what the genius guy did. Right now, there's, I don't know if they're genius guys, but there's cyber attacks going on across the country right now. One happened over the weekend, and a cyber attack shut down the computers at Savannah's largest hospital system. And it was a ransomware attack. Now, a ransomware attack, most of you are probably familiar with it, but it's a form of malware that encrypts the files, and then the attacker demands a ransom from the victim to restore access to those files. So what happened here is these hospitals were taken over in this system. The nurses and doctors had to revert to paper documentation. And what some of the doctors were expressing, the fears they were expressing, was that this could kill patients. Because the medical files are all attached to these electronic systems. The lab results are attached, patient history, and the ability to put in orders quickly for patients. So you can be in ICU. You have all of this stuff connected to one computer. The doctor needs to look at it, put it in order quickly to potentially save somebody's life. You can't do that. Also, there's also problems with medications. People don't remember what medications are on, especially elderly people, because they're all in the system now. And you go to the doctor and you just rely on them pulling it up. So this causes a whole host of problems. And we've also got the railway. We got the thermostats. I mean, you could even call that Texas story a type of a cyber attack by your energy company. I think this is a form of modern and future warfare that is being demonstrated and tested right now across the country. And this is scary because there could be some real, real bad impacts of cyber attacks on hospitals. I just realized what this might be playing into. Remember last week, I had a couple of stories about Google and their data, buying Fitbit and telling hospitals how to upsell. I also pointed out how doctors digitizing all that information really took some of the nuance out of the profession and it it made coding and billing and stuff very regulated, but they don't have that kind of influence. Well, this could, there could be two 
agendas at work here besides the general cyber terror that is, you know, covering the world, but looking for regulation and all that. But they may be using this as an excuse to uh, make sure that all of this information is backed up in the cloud or backed up for Google so that it's disconnected from a ransomware attack so they can just abandon the system if necessary. Then the other, but what if the HIPAA idea folds into that? So I have gotten numerous questions from people saying, my boss wants the vaccine card. And isn't that a HIPAA violation for him to ask me to prove that I've been vaccinated? And I think the way it would work is you don't they can ask you that but what they would not be able to do as a violation of HIPAA is upload it unless they had the kind of uh, uh privacy and security apparatus in there to make sure they're going to respect your HIPAA privacy rights. So hospitals actually have to have HIPAA compliant privacy protocols. And I've read several times the counter argument is HIPAA is outdated. We can't have HIPAA anymore. And HIPAA is the privacy thing where you you have to sign away like this guy has got your information or the doctor can't give away your information without your permission. So I just, I feel like maybe these kind of stories are there to A, get Google to be able to upload all your stuff into the cloud and B, to change HIPAA requirements and protocols. Yeah. And you made me think of something there with people's personal vaccine records, maybe underneath some of that on that digital platform and just their medical records in general, we could see high profile figures specifically attacked with ransomware and ransoms demanded. Otherwise, we're going to release all of these sensitive medical files that you don't want anybody to really know about. You've been telling people you're vaccinated. We know that you're not. Stuff like that. Well, maybe they have some sort of disease they don't want people knowing about. This is real terror that's going on. And, it, and we have this push and pull, too, where it's this push to everybody digitize everything, put everything on the cloud. Everything needs to be digitized. That's the safest, safest way. Yet every story we see every day now, not every story, but we see stories every day about cyber attacks. They're like the most wow. vulnerable thing on the planet. That's funny that you mentioned that. I don't have it handy, I don't think, but I believe that I got a notice over the weekend saying that I was part of a records hack and it might have been medical. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. I will have to check that out. Uh, so I also wonder if McAfee could solve this problem, right? Wasn't his thing about viruses? Like, didn't he like probably foil Bill Gates and Bill Gates had all those viruses and the Microsoft stuff that folks say was a way for him to just continually upload stuff into your computer. And then McAfee kind of put a stop to that. McAfee is conveniently locked in jail right now. But plus, I mean, his, his story gets so convoluted. I mean, you've got to, you've got to like think about the Chappelle possible possibility there. That he just he's like, I give up. You're right. I'm not going to win. So yeah. I don't know if he would fix it, but it's, a you know, maybe that's their excuse. Like, well, McAfee could fix it, but we can't get him out of Spain. It's interesting that McAfee was stopping viruses on computers while Gates is claiming to try and stop viruses in bodies. Yes, people have made that point before, like the, the most viral entity on earth is going to stop actual they can't even stop viruses in their own wheelhouse and they're going to stop them in your body no way jose (laughs) so 
So I, I I was I'm intrigued today. I got on the on the false flag thing or the agenda using atrocities to promote agendas. Let's just say, and another article side by side. I think maybe in the Wall Street Journal today was that the Colorado law uh, changed. There was a change in Colorado. The headline was Colorado lets cities set their own gun laws and bolder plans to move quickly. It says the governor signed a repeal of a law that gun rights supporters have successfully pushed in dozens of states. Okay, so the law is that localities, local governments cannot put in bans. In this case, uh, Boulder had a ban of AR-15 style pistols and other similar guns. Okay, so Boulder had that ban. They put it in in 2018. But because of this preemption law, they were not allowed to enforce that ban. This was ruled upon, wait for it, by a judge in Boulder 10 days before the Boulder shooting. The judge said, you may not enforce this ban. 10 days later, the Boulder shooting occurs with a gun that would have been prohibited by the ban. And now that preemption law has been overturned and the ban reinstated. So you're talking about the most recent Boulder shooting, I presume. Yes. The guy, I believe, was the Syrian guy who killed yeah. 10 people. Yeah, so it was, it was there just for that little pocket of time, and then it's gone. Yes, 10 days, 10 days later. And I mean, those are just dots to connect. Um, I'm, it could be massive coincidence. I'm not really a coincidence theorist. I, There's I, a, lot I, of, a lot of coincidences that go on in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, you think? Yeah, I do. I do think that they pick a locality. Uh, they if they can corrupt one guy, which reminds me, I have no idea. But like everybody's moving to Florida. DeSantis is the hero. And I there are two people I want to talk to. One is legal man who said that the devil is in the details with the law about not allowing private companies to enforce vax passports. And I've actually I, I predicted that. I mean, I have to look at the details, but I figured, look, anytime you you trump subsidiarity and that is what this preemptive law was doing, trumping subsidiarity, it's it can lead to trouble. So here they overturned the subsidiarity trumping probably because see this is another issue because subsidiarity which pushes it down to your level i'm beginning to think that the local governments are even more corrupt when i see that the mayors have these international associations kind of like the police have and they meet outside the country in other cities and and they kind of get on the same page so when trump brought us out of the climate change thing in paris the mayor said they were just going to go over his head so subsidiarity is also being taught Targeted, And you can see how it works. If you look at the North American Union document that was penned by William Weld and signed off on by Heidi Cruz and dozens of others out of the CFR, they talk about how specifically the Bilderberg group and they mention other groups whose goal, whose job is to meet with legislators and guide them on how to legislate according to these international plans, which is completely on the federal level. It's totally unconstitutional. But you can see that they intended to work and that is how it works. That's interesting that you bring up that specific example about the governor's going around Trump's order because Kasim Reed was one of the main ones. The the Atlanta mayor at that time was one of the main mayors that was promoting this idea. I'm going to go around Trump and he was doing the international thing. Well, he now is going to be running for mayor again. 
since the other one's stepping down. And he's got all these international oh, no connections way. he's connected to. And he'll probably win. He'll probably win. Because he had term limits, right? Yeah. But wow. I guess you can oh, step down and run again. And he was totally connected yeah. with all those international organizations, the 100 Mayors Program internationally. I have a, kind of a scary story that everybody should just be careful when it comes to this story. Fentanyl-laced drugs, including marijuana, are responsible for deadly overdoses in Camden County, Georgia. So public health officials have issued this urgent warning about these fentanyl-laced drugs, and they really emphasize that marijuana is included and that several people have been left dead. The warning on their Facebook page said that this past Friday, emergency services had responded to several reports involving people who were unconscious and unresponsive, and they tried to do life-saving measures. They tried CPR. They even tried Narcan, that stuff that they use. Yeah, to help people with heroin, and it did not work. So this stuff is is pretty deadly. And there was multiple calls in multiple locations on one evening, and an investigation discovered that an unknown person, obviously, I guess, if it were known, they would say they had him arrested, but they said an unknown person or persons had brought the fentanyl-laced drugs into the community and was distributing it, and that that is why people around the county had fallen unconscious some died and they warned they continue to emphasize if you bought illegal drugs in camden county georgia do not use them because especially marijuana because they could be part of this batch and stories like this are coming out across the country right now i see them every day i when i was actually researching the george floyd thing i was looking at the, the statistics these fentanyl deaths these drugs laced with fentanyl are just skyrocketing and People just need to be careful, especially with marijuana, because people don't think it's dangerous. I don't know what's going on here, but if it is laced with this, you never know what's going to happen. And this could also factor into the China conflict, because this fentanyl coming in through, through China that's made in China, something going on here. My sister died of fentanyl-laced uh, heroin. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, she might have died anyway, because she was clean for a while and then she just hit it. So that will kill you even if it's just heroin. People don't know but it's laced with it too. I have an idea. She did not like it. She actually went out of her way to get like clean stuff from a guy she trusted. So, so much for that. But yeah. the, but it might be that, what are the, do you know if, is pot totally illegal in Georgia or is it medical? Like what, what are the pot laws in Georgia? I don't think it's legal. I think in some areas it's more or less decriminalized. Okay, I think, so you don't have. I think you get like a small ticket, maybe. I, I don't know okay. the exact law on it here. Do you have like a pot store next to the Seven Eleven? No, there is no okay. pot store. All right, out here there are pot stores next to the Seven Eleven. Yeah. So I think, and it's actually crazy because if, if people are vaping it, their tolerance for it goes through the roof. Like even eating it or smoking the leaves of it or whatever is nothing compared to this super concentrated. So I, I guess you can get them at those stores. But my point is, if you're telling people that black market pot, pot is a cheap weed, like it really shouldn't cost that much. And if you legalized it, it wouldn't cost that much. So what I think they're trying to get is for people to want to use the regulated controlled stuff. And that's the big problem of this like drug legalization. I never wanted pot to be taxed or regulated. People are like, well, then you can tax and regulate. I'm like, no, that's the absolute worst thing you can do because then it gives the government a reason to push it on you. And it still controls, you know, the, the, it still defi defies the, the existence of a black market. It still controls who can do it. And it changes the incentives. I don't like it at all. And I see this story playing into that.
Yeah. So be careful. And uh, but I maybe hopefully it doesn't play into another story that I noticed, which is uh, that high school graduates who left the college path have hit record numbers. And of course, the way the (laughs) headlines go, we're trying we're getting high schoolers back interested in college. But it high school grads going to college is down 63 percent since COVID. That is the lowest down to 63 percent. It's the lowest in 20 years. So they took the best part of it away, which is a social environment. Yeah. So it says, so 63% of high school grads go on to college and it used to be higher in Nashville. Uh, as an example, first year college students who come back for the second year is down to 59% from 75%. So, so overall only 63% are making the transition from senior year to freshman year. And then from that only 60% roughly are going from senior year from freshman year to sophomore year now for me i think it's great because i don't i think that's just a brainwashing machine and as they did that varsity blue thing all private colleges other than the uber elite are probably struggling for funding so you're going to have the ivy league and then you're going to have just state schools which are a hundred percent just uh propaganda brainwashing however they don't work like that they know what they're doing and i think it's possible that now that they've gotten absolutely positively everybody totally plugged into their screens to where they get all the propaganda you could ever want to give a person maybe they don't have to take uh every single last person and, and jam them through college because one big reason these people are not going to college is that they're getting jobs because the stimulus checks have really affected a de facto minimum wage and it's motivating people to work and i just think there's as biden said he is pushing through a fundamental transformation of the american economy and i would say it's well underway and they're getting that same indoctrination at their jobs now with all the anti-racist training and all the other social justice ESG stuff, getting the same type of stuff there. Absolutely. And of course, the jab, which you might not be able to get away with on college campuses that are state run because, see, that's the thing about the like human rights industry and stuff, taking NGOs to do government work. You'd think that they would be subject to the same rules, but they're not. So to the extent that they're giving us this backdoor fascism, they want you to go have a job so the job can require you to get a vax. And but that some of the colleges are under pressure. I'm not paying you to go to college for you to force me. You know, there people are going to go and try to get other jobs, go to other schools. They're not going to fall for that. But with a job, you're like, well, if I want the job, I'll have to take the jab. It's interesting. You're right. The workers and when they get rid of small business, that does help institutionalize even blue collar jobs. That is true. Well, before we get to our last story of the free 30, which is what is the big lie again? And who are the biggest offenders? Could be you, could be me. Binkley's going to tell us. I wanted to tell you what we're going to talk about in the patron 15. What did the U.S. Open winner as of this weekend, John Rahm, mean a couple of weeks ago after the memorial when he said, not again? And how young is too young? Get your mind out of the gutter. This is a great uplifting story. 
But before we get to that, let's have a big thanks to the sponsor of today's show, my friends at True Hemp Science, who I met at Childerberg. That was fun. So I met Chris. He's so awesome. I met his partner. Just the nicest guys. And I continue to love True Hemp Science products. Uh, maybe they have a special once in a while. I'm trying to get Chris to give us another special, another sampler pack. Highest quality CBD products if you uh if you there have been studies that show cbd can reduce anxiety and give a general sense of well-being in my experience there is only one way to figure it out it's just for 10 days don't do anything if you if you self-medicate for anxiety or anything like that you have to have a couple glasses of wine every night consider replacing that with a few drops of maybe number 81 or call Chris. He'll give you a personal consultation. Go to TrimScience.com and just make an appointment with him and he'll talk to you about his products. They are the real deal. It is. It really does make an impact. So check it out. Check out his products. Talk to him. And if you love this show and you want to support us, please also support our sponsors like TrueHempScience.com, but also support us. Go to Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report. And for the basic truth sponge level of $7 a month, you get all of our Patreon exclusive content, which is this show without this ad, Patreon plus the patron 15 so it's 45 minutes minimum it's basically always more than that of commercial free content news content every day that we post a dnb we let our hair down a little bit more in the patron 15 we go a little deeper sometimes it's just it's fun it's personal and it gets you all the way home if you're back to commuting so we also bring patron only interviews select guest appearances that Brad and Monica make on other shows, which you probably would not otherwise be aware of. And my personal favorite and the favorite of many, which we just posted a call for questions today. It's the patron only mini Q and a, we do that every other Friday. So if you join today, you will be able to add your questions. And even at the truth sponge level, you get access to me or Brad every single day. If you message us on Patreon, it's not, I can't get to all my tweets anymore and uh, this is the one thing I absolutely am disciplined about getting uh, almost every single day so you will get a personal response and it's really a nice community check it out you can join for one month and cancel if you want so without further ado let us go to the last big story of the free 30 Binkley take it away all right, I will try to get through this, but we might have to leave some of it for the patron 15. The big lie, as you're familiar with, on the left anyway, according to the left, is that people is people who promote the idea that Biden did not win, that Trump actually won the election. And those involved, those evil people involved, are anyone who supports doing a, an investigation into the ballots, the ballot inspection. So even if you don't believe one way or another, but you do support that audit, you are part of the evil Gestapo. And this is part of this theme that we are seeing reported from all angles that promotes this domestic terrorism is the most urgent threat in the country today. And this was the theme of Biden's domestic terrorism strategy that was released last week. And all the news is filtered through this lens. And so yesterday, an example, see, uh, meet the defenders of the big lie. 
And this was a deep dive on CNN that highlighted seven key figures of the January 6th incident and why these evil people believe that Donald Trump won. And what this essentially does is, is it puts a face on the demons they're trying to create. It's like saying, meet the Gestapo, meet Hitler's generals. I mean, essentially, when they're saying, when they're doing, using the big lie phrase, when they're using the Nazi type phrase, and when they're talking about how horrible it is and how domestic, how this is domestic terrorism, and then they're saying, meet these people, they are, they are almost literally labeling, labeling these people as Nazis <laughs> to the American people. And on top of that being reported yesterday, CNN released their new documentary called Assault on Democracy, which explores the root of the January 6th incident and why it matters. But the most interesting aspect of this coverage about the domestic terrorism that was going on was Brian Stelter of Reliable Sources, most unreliable source on television. He was leading the way in debunking this idea that Tucker Carlson, he's saying Tucker Carlson was promoting, and he was, but he wasn't the one originally promoting it, that there were feds involved in a, quote, false flag on January 6th, that they infiltrated these groups. And so Stelter comes out and he talks about Tucker Carlson's promoting this crazy debunked disinformation conspiracy theory that feds infiltrated the three percenters and they infiltrated them and conducted a false flag. And instead of actually looking at the content of the claim, he says Tucker got this from a headline on a right wing pro Trump website that nobody's ever heard of. And now it's spread across the country. Now let's talk about why Fox News lets Tucker's opinion show exist. So he never addresses the claim. And actually, it did not come from a headline. It came from a 31-page report from Revolver, which is right-wing, but people have heard of Revolver, and he never mentions the name of the website. He never mentions the content, and in Revolver, the way that they raise these questions is they lay out the court documents from the, remember the quote, insurrection that was foiled in Michigan, where they were going to go after the governor there? Well, it turns out there was a bunch of FBI operatives that were driving that entire thing. And it's all in the court documents. And so Revolver lays out those court documents. They tell you the roles the feds play. And I'll tell you those in page 15. And they compare it to what's, they ask the question, so how do we not know this is going on now? And I would also throw in the fact that we have a clip of them talking about, the CFR talking about black propaganda agents infiltrating the groups so there is a little bit there good wow a few I, we we do have to bring this over carry this over to major 15 but there's uh, so many things there that i want to talk about first of all i want to hear about that because i knew right away with that whitmer i think it was whitmer kidnapping plot that it was fbi had its fingerprints all over that seemed to me just reading just trying to read between the lines on the public reporting. The Rockfin chick who you said they were sending FBI agents into the Capitol to try to infiltrate and cause disturbances among those groups. But of course, you and I realize that they may well be driving the policies of those groups, like the first World World Trade Center bombing. Then uh, I wanted to... Well, I've got a lot more to say, but I want to talk about Merrick Garland and David Chipman, the two uh, Merrick Garland's the attorney general. David Chipman is the ATF guy, how they were all over such operations as Oklahoma City and other things like that, that I feel there's a ton of evidence also had FBI involvement. That World Trade Center thing, 
I have I have the evidence that the FBI was, and I'll tell you about that in the Patreon 15, but I have a couple of shout outs. Yes. One final thing I forgot to mention. All of this is leading up to these election audits and their findings. Yes. You missed the Garland interview this weekend, but we slayed a troll like you would not believe. It was you would have loved it. It was straight out of WSB days where it's just like, uh, uh, uh. So I'll tell you about that, too. And if people want to hear that, just go to the Propaganda Report YouTube channel or YouTube.com slash Monica Perez for the latest Garland interview. It would have been June 19th and uh, Kevin the Trolls all over it. So I wanted to do a shout out. From and to Jill Jensen. So Jill is, she says to all the current and future homeschoolers out there, she wants to shout you out and tell you, you can do it. Studies reveal that the strongest factor in academic success is parent involvement. So love your kids and do what's right for your family. That's an encouragement for the non-homeschoolers as well. And actually, our my conversation with Jill was really inspiring because I thought she was just going to be this hyperachiever, uh, you know, OCD, <laughs> crafty baking mom. And she's totally not. She's like, I like to sleep in and it's great not to drive my kids to school. But she had tons of resources. It's not like she wasn't doing the job. I mean, her it was just a fantastic conversation and she was a real inspiration. Actually, I don't regret too much in my life, but I, now I regret not having taking a page out of her book along the way. She also jokes, add me to the list of JJs. And I want to shout out the amazingly large number of JJs (laughs) in our really like the tightest group of propaganda report community. James, JJ, Boogie, JJ from the UK, our friend, Jim J in Florida, and now Jill J hadn't caught that. So shout out to all our JJs and on to the patron 15. We'll meet oh, them all there. Yep. You guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform of the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content Monica was telling you about, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron or go to thepropreport.com. And I'm just, my mind just went blank there. We go to thepropreport.com and <laughs> slash, slash, no, s- no, <laughs> patreon.com slash propaganda report. Patreon.com slash propaganda report. We will talk to you on page 15 <laughs> or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day. It's Monday. Yeah, I got, I got COVID fog on Monday, I guess. You got a, you got a case of the Mondays. <laughs>